Hello and welcome to Brain Space, a place you're going to listen to me as I talk to you about everything in my brain and no matter other things of randomness. So sit back, relax, grab a seat, get a snack and prepare to listen to me as I talk to you and verse you on my opinions on the world. Faith, religion, politics, society and the world's policies pertaining to all things coloured and cultural. Now without further ado, I give you Brain Space. Okay, okay, okay. So, for those of you who don't know, which I'm pretty sure you, you would know by now, but if you don't, hi, I'm Joelle, and I'm a black girl. I'm a black teenager, I'm Christian, and I'm here trying to make a difference by starting discussions and having conversations about uncomfortable or just interesting topics, things that are controversial or things that I just think are important to talk about and spread awareness of. Now, as a black girl, specifically as one who, in terms of the shade of my skin... I would say I'm a medium brown. You know, I would say that I'm a brown. I'm just, you know, in the middle brown, right? I need to talk about the issue my race has with colorism, guys. A lot of people, when they hear the word colorism, are like, this ain't a real thing. Like, it's not really an issue, per se, because it's not talked about enough. It's not really taken seriously as an ism or as a problem or as a controversy. And so people tend to kind of dismiss it or dismiss like reports of it or dismiss claims of it or anecdotes or stories or experiences of people who who are struggling as a result of colorism now i'm by no means diminishing the you know prevalence of colorism in other communities such as the asian communities um in latino communities i'm not saying being hispanic is a race it's not it's a culture but a whole other story I'm just going to focus specifically on colorism in the black community and my experience of it as a black person, as a black girl, because I do think that it impacts everybody to a certain extent, whether you're the person benefiting from it or the person who's on the receiving end of it, it impacts everyone's lives to a certain extent because it really has a big impact on the way the world sees you. Okay, so to start off, I want to give you some like insight into what colorism is. By the way, this is not like a dictionary definition. I didn't go and look this up. I'm just going to, you know, kind of summarise it for you just to make it digestible and so we can be on the same page as we continue throughout this um, episode. Colorism is essentially discrimination, typically within a group, a race, a group like a race, um, a racial group or an ethnic group, and it's based on the colour of somebody's skin. Typically, okay, typically it is discrimination towards people of a darker complexion within a specific race and it typically comes as a result of a perceived like perception of unattractiveness uh, in association with darker skin tones or complexions or colors or shades however you want to say it you see we within the black community at least i can say quite confidently that a lot of the reason for this is because of preferential treatment during slavery wherein lighter skinned slaves were treated better than those who were of darker complexion um, because of their you know seeming like their greater proximity to eurocentric features and phenotype like and phenotypical like appearance so because they looked more european per se let's just say that's a thing because they looked more european they were favored because they were closer to being white and therefore they were closer to being free and they were closer to being you know treated like a person and having rights and liberties and freedoms for example see this won't be a problem if it had ended there i mean it was an issue then yes but it wouldn't be such a big thing it wouldn't bother me so much if it had ended when slavery ended but then you have to ask the question did slavery ever really end maybe the physical chains ended maybe the shackles ended maybe the whips ended and the plantations ended but 
did slavery really end mentally for us? See, there's a controversy. I would say this is quite a big controversy, like, in my opinion, about this whole um, idea of slave mentality, which is that a lot of black people still have this ingrained self-hatred as a result of um, the treatment of ancestors in the Americas and in the US and in the West Indies. And to an extent, I I kind of get it. I kind of do understand where that would come from because even now, as much as there is, you know, seemingly a greater respect and appreciation of diversity, it's diversity to an extent. It's diversity as long as it's digestible, okay? It's bite-sized diversity. So, for example, within the modelling industry, now we're seeing, okay, there was Naomi Campbell, you know? But there was Naomi Campbell a while ago. But now we're seeing people like Lupita Nyong'o who are absolutely breaking boundaries that shouldn't be there, breaking barriers that shouldn't be there, by the way, because they're darker-skinned, because they're a darker complexion. And that's beautiful to see people that look different. Well, different, it's not really, you know. People that don't fit the norm of a model, like having the time to be in the spotlight, having the time to showcase their beauty and showcase their uniqueness. That's absolutely fine. I'm absolutely supporting that. But what I don't support is the fact that it took so long for us to get there. The fact that there's still so much that needs to be done. Within television shows, especially things like black family sitcoms, you often see this hmm, kind of stereotypical family aesthetic where there's a darker skinned man who plays a dad and the the woman the wife or the matriarch of the family is of lighter complexion she's got looser textured hair she's got seemingly more eurocentric features she's the matriarch the patriarch is darker skin their kids tend to be ranging between medium brown to as light as the wife if not lighter now there's nothing wrong with that because there are families that exist like that in real life fine fair enough but that cannot be the only narrative of a black family that we're pushing it cannot be every day we see the light-skinned lady with a dark-skinned man because what that does subconsciously is to our youth to our young men to our young people it says that to the light-skinned girls you're winning and they are winning the light-skinned girls are winning but the brown-skinned girls are winning too and so are the dark-skinned girls we're all winning equally but the way the media presents it it doesn't seem that way. It makes it seem as though, okay, the aspiration for the darker-skinned men, for the brown-skinned men, is to get with a light-skinned lady. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being someone who's lighter than you or someone who's darker than you. Like, that's not really what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that it leads to fetishization of certain skin tones, certain complexions. And that is not okay. Because a lot of the time it stems from self-hatred. If it's a thing where you just genuinely like somebody and you just genuinely fall for them and you have genuine romantic interest and it's a mutual thing, go ahead and marry them, have children with them, live your life. I completely support that. But what I don't like is when I can tell that someone is colorist inherently because of self-hatred that's been so deeply ingrained in them and internalized that they don't even know that it's there. You see, it's painful for me to see that. It's painful for me to watch that because... I have brothers, and I have, I have brothers, I have cousins, I have uncles, I have dads, and it's, I have a dad, and a lot of my family are darker skinned, a lot of my family are brown skinned, a lot of my family are light skinned, we all have an array of colours, but what would hurt me very much is if my younger brother, who is of a darker complexion, goes and is a person who says this. Now, I've heard this too many times. I've seen this too many times on social media, in real life, in conversations. It's been brought up on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Snapchat. You see these memes 
of a couple like i said light-skinned girl dark-skinned man and it says mood it says goals it says i would only date a light skin it says i want a girl that looks like this and the person they're putting out there is what they will call a quote-unquote preference now this is the difference between a preference and colorist and colorism right a preference does not mean that you won't date someone who doesn't look like that a preference means that is your preferred aesthetic visually and physically that's the appearance of someone that you find attractive a lot of the time fine fair enough it does not mean that you're going to sit there and put down people who don't look like that it does not mean that you're going to consciously make an effort to avoid interacting with people who look anything other than your preference now this is the problem i have a lot of young boys and it's not their fault i'm not blaming it on them i'm blaming it on the image that the media puts out i'm blaming it on the very whitewashed um press and the music industry i'm blaming it on the people who are at the top of the industry who are pushing this narrative that is unhealthy it promotes it promotes self-hatred it promotes self-hatred within black people specifically within black men and it leads them to go and be disrespectful to people who look like their mother who look like their sisters there are a lot of black boys that are on my social media that i can i can see on my social media that i can go and look on youtube and the trend is that they will say i want a light-skinned girl who has curly brownish blondy hair she has to have green eyes she has to have this quite slim nose petite features but plump lips she's got to be brown but not too dark she's got to be light but not too pale it's 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 kind of sickening, to be honest with you. As a person who's of a brown... Who's, I would say, is of a brown complexion. Like, I wouldn't say I'm light-skinned. I wouldn't say I'm dark-skinned. It depends on the on the season. It depends on the weather, to be honest with you. And the lighting. But I have to say this. I'm sick and tired of seeing that on people's bios. Oh, I want a light skin. Oh, I only date dark skins. Oh, I only date brown skins. It goes all ways. But specifically, when it comes to someone who's of a darker complexion saying, I want a light-skinned girl. This is the thing that bothers me very much about it. They will say these things... But they're forgetting the fact that they themselves are dark-skinned. There's nothing wrong with liking something that's different. But the problem is when you like something that's different because you don't like what you are, that's when it starts to hurt me. Because I can see it. I can see the way that you don't appreciate yourself. You don't appreciate the way you look. You don't appreciate what you are as a person. You don't appreciate what you've been given. Because society has made you think that what you've been given isn't good enough. And so you're trying to make yourself better by associating yourself with someone who you think fits the mold someone who you think makes you better someone who you think elevates you because of the way they look this can this conversation can lead on to things like texturism which is a, pref- a preference well not a preference it's a form of discrimination against people who have tighter curlier more kinky textured hair this goes hand in hand with colorism a lot of the time this is because people are actually quite ignorant I mean, I'm going to step on some next day. It might hurt some people's feelings, but it has to be said. People have this weird, like, very ignorant perception that the lighter somebody is, especially if they're black, the lighter someone is, the looser their hair is. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. If you're black, if you're Caribbean particularly, I don't know how it works if you're African, but if you're Caribbean, I guarantee you, you got that one cousin in your family, right? who has, like, type 3A hair, type 3B hair, and everyone's like, man, she got coolie hair. You feel me? They say she got coolie hair. They say she got that soft hair. Yeah, her hair's soft. She got soft hair. Yeah? She got that soft hair. 
Now, this is where it gets a bit sticky because a lot of the time, it's not only the media. I will say the media is a big part to blame in this whole colorism and the texturism problem, but also it's a lot to do with us as a people. It's a lot to do with us as a community because a lot of the time, families have these um, prejudices within them that they haven't properly acknowledged or accepted or tried to work on because they think it's normal. They think, I'm not colorist, man. I love my melanin, my melanin's popping. But they will still make comments like, oh, man, she got good hair. Man, she got that soft hair, man. Her hair's, she got that little coolie hair. Her hair's all soft and curly-like. Now, there's nothing wrong with saying things like that. But it's said with an underlying tone of disgust for what they could have had. You feel me? A lot of people think that the lighter your skin is, the looser your hair is going to be. Or the darker your skin is, the tighter, more coarse your hair is going to be, the kinkier is going to be. And the less European, the less Eurocentric your hair is going to be and therefore the less attractive it is. A lot of people won't admit this to you. They're not going to be like, oh no, I don't think that. They're going to be like, I don't think that. That's so outdated. How could you fit that in 2020? But <laughs> when they go on YouTube and they Google hairstyles for themselves, they're not looking at someone who has hair that looks like their hair. A lot of the time they're looking at someone who has hair that is closer to a European's hair than it is to their own. And that is because people are aspiring, they're still aspiring, a lot of black people are still aspiring to be as white as they possibly can while still claiming melanin pop and black lives matter. Man, <laughs> if I stepped on your neck, it needed to be broken because this is a this is a stereotype, this is a negative thing, this is a negative message going out to future generations and to future people and to future leaders, and it's not okay. It's not okay to just blame the media. It's not okay to just blame the industry. Things like this start in the home, okay? I've heard it myself. Oh, she got that good hair. Oh, her hair's soft. Her hair's, her hair, she got that coolie hair. Her hair's all curly and nice. Look, all hair's good hair, provided you take care of it at the end of the day. All hair is good hair, provided you take care of it. It's not okay to fetishize a hair type. It's not okay to fetishize a certain car pattern. It's not okay to fetishize a certain skin shade or a skin or a aesthetic. It's not okay to do that when you're going to put everything else down. It's okay to have a preference. If that's what you like, you like what you like. I mean, it is what it is. But it's not okay to like what you like while you're actively and consciously and purposefully and intentionally hating on something else when a lot of the time that thing you're hating on it's yourself. <laughs> this is kind of loud for some people. I can already tell this is going to hurt some people. They're going to get a bit offended. But it is what it is. It really is. And I have to say that hand in hand with this texturism and the colorism issue, there is this... The perception I was talking about of people with light skin having curlier, like looser hair, and people with darker skin having tire curled hair... Firstly, the whole issue with texturism, again, stems from people wanting to achieve Eurocentric features to fit the European standard of beauty because that is what's been pushed in the media for such a long time, historically, culturally, and now it's still like that. Even though there are people who are now trying to, you know, copy black features, <coughs> we're going to continue, okay? We're going to continue. Most people are doing it subconsciously. They're not really noticing they're doing it. But a lot of the time, they are trying to appeal to a white audience. They're trying to appeal to a white industry. They're trying to appeal to a, white, a world that is whitewashed so much that they lose sense of who they are and they forget that they're never going to be that. And the sooner you accept that, I know it sounds harsh, I know it sounds really pessimistic and negative, but the sooner you accept that you're not, your race will not change. You can bleach your skin if you want. 
You can wear foundation that's five shades too light if you would like to look ashy and dead. You can relax your hair or texturize it and damage it. You can fry your hair with a straightener if you want. But that's not going to change the fact that you're still black. And it's not going to change the fact that you still don't look like the white lady who enslaved your great, 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 great grandmother. Because that's ultimately what a lot of people are aiming for. And I'm not going to say that it's, it's, an, it's an irreparable problem. Because it's not. It's fixable. But it just takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of deconstructing of stereotypes and misconceptions. And it takes a lot of uncomfortable conversation that people don't want to have with themselves. With their family members, with their friends, but with themselves most of all. Most people are not going to admit that they're, they're tolerant. They're not going to admit that they have textures and problems. They're not going to think of it. Because to them, that's normal. To them, that's okay. To them, that's acceptable. But I'm here to tell you that if you think like that, and this hurts your heart, <laughs> you're probably part of the problem. You're probably part of the problem and you need to sort that one out. People need to stop associating colour with hair textures. People need to stop associating colour with success because then you're just perpetuating the problem <laughs> at the end of the day. You see a lot of this in the media, especially on television shows. Let's talk about Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, okay? Let's talk about it. We have to talk about interracial couples. There's nothing wrong with it, right? You know what? That's a whole other story. We're going to talk about this in another episode because I think it's something that really needs to have a whole conversation dedicated to it because it's a big topic. But I need you to remember, right, that no matter what you do to yourself, you're never going to change your race, babe. No matter how much you don't like yourself, <laughs> you can't hate yourself into something else. Your hate is not going to transform you into anything else. And it's not going to transform you to anything better than what you were to begin with. I promise that much. This is a conversation people need to be having with themselves. Not only with themselves, but with their parents, with their siblings, with their friends. If you're a black girl or a black boy and you know someone like this, if you yourself are like this, you need to really sit down and have a, a deep think about your priorities and your values and your morals and your beliefs. Because it's not okay to have that much self-hate. I'm not going to lie and sit here and be like, oh, I've never felt like this. I have. I never had a thing where I wanted to be lighter, but there was a time where I wanted my hair to be looser. There was a time when I wanted my hair to look a certain type of way because that was what I saw was pretty, because that was what was being pushed down my throat. You go on the internet, you go on TV, you watch Disney Channel, you watch Nickelodeon. Every black girl on there had type 4A, type 3C, type 3B hair, and that was what they were rocking. They all had long hair down their backs. It was always defined and curly. And it was always so perfect and nice and wow and springy and woo and coily and woo. But it wasn't too coily to the point where you couldn't see the curls. It was just right. And it could slip back into a bun. And it can go into a pop and it was thick and it was beautiful and it was perfect. I've struggled with it myself. But here's the difference between me and the people who keep perpetuating this problem. I had to take a step back and think to myself, well, what am I going to do about it now? I was born with a head of hair, and even though it's not the one that the media's pushing at me, even though it's not the one that the hair shops and the hair products and the hair companies are pushing at me, it's the one I got, you feel me? And nothing I do is going to change that for real, because I can straighten it, but it's still going to revert back. I can relax it, but it's still going to be there when it grows out. There's no way for you to get rid of who you are in the long term. You can damage yourself trying, though. I wouldn't advise it. I really think this is something that people need to take a lot more seriously because it's damaging to their kids. 
it's damaging to the people that come after them, the people around them, whether they understand it, whether they realise it or not. The things you say, the things you internalise really do shape you massively. It's a profound thing when you think about it. The things that happened to your ancestors six and seven generations back are still haunting you today in ways you don't even comprehend properly. This is a problem and it needs to be sorted out. You need to educate yourself. You need to start loving yourself. And I know it's easier said than done to just hop on a wave and be like, okay, cool, I'm straight. I like, I'm straight with this. I like my, I like my hair. I love my hair texture. I love my skin color. It's hard if you're the person who got bullied for it. It's hard if you're the person who got teased for having quote unquote nappy hair or having hair that's unmanageable, having hard hair. It's hard if you're the person who, who was called mean names because of the color of their skin. It's difficult. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But it's not impossible. It's never impossible. I'm going to leave you with this because um, I just want you to think about it. I just want people to reflect on this. And I think this is something that needs to be shared. It's not, I'm not just saying because I want clout. I mean, genuinely, this is something I have to do with. Something that I've had to do with. People ask me questions about it. People have tried to kind of reinforce these beliefs in me whether it's on purpose or not, whether it's intentional or not, it's happened to me. And it's something that needs to get fixed. So please, 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 after you hear this, comment, like, share it, repost, share the link if you want. I don't know, tell your friends about it because this is something that everyone needs to hear, whether or not you're black, whether you're black or not, like literally, you still need to know about this because you're going to help someone somehow just by letting them hear this. There's something in here that everybody needs to know. Something you didn't know, you're going to find out here. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next episode here on Brain Space. Bye.